everyone, welcome back to today's episode of the Gunkcast. Hello. It's Kaylee and Grace here. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be talking about Afro-Caribbean hair in the industry and also our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with me being mixed race and Grace being white, and Grace, you didn't necessarily have a lot of experience with no. Afro hair before. I haven't had many friends who were of colour. So I guess I haven't like had the experience with Afro-Caribbean hair. I've only had like I've only worked on Caucasian hair. So when I came to uni, I felt like all we were learning was how to do looks, historical looks on I guess my hair, right? Yeah. Um and as of recently, obviously Kaylee has I don't know what texture what you what texture would you say your hair uh, is? My hair is like a three B curl, I think. If you don't know what that is, it's very curly. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, there are quite a few different curl types. And they're categorised in, well, they're categorised as type 2, type 3 and type 4. And then it usually goes type 2A, type 2B. So I have a couple of um, notes here to help you guys. So let's start with type 2. So we have type 2, which is wavy. And these waves tend to be um, bendable and they can be quite fine and coarse. And they always have like a defined S shape. Um, and then, for example, we have type 2B, which lies flatter at the crown of the head. It still has the S shape, but it lies flatter at the crown of the head and has, like, waves forming from mid-length. To enhance these curls, sea salt spray is quite good for the texture because, like, the hair is quite soft, I guess. Mm, yeah. Um, so then moving on, we have type 3 hair, which is very curly. Yeah, type 3 is very curly, loose, springy or corkscrew kind of curls and for these curls i think you'd stay away from sea salt spray because it's quite drying mm. so you would use products like curl cream curl refreshers refresher to maintain the curls i guess yeah so with like i'd say with type three and type four you're kind of wanting to use some like leave-in conditioner curling cream gel as well if you want to like define the curls and for like those of you that can't imagine what it is if you know zendaya the yeah. actress, she has um, type 3 hair. I don't know what. I think I she know. would be like a 3A because she's got quite like, yeah. like they're like looser. Lo- so yeah, large, yeah, she'd be like a curls, 3A. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to type 4 hair and this is kind of referred to as Afro-textured hair or kinky hair. And this can tend to be, this can be dry, it can be soft, it can be fine, coarse. Um, and the curls are very tight and can be prone to major shrinkage yeah if you don't know what shrinkage is it's basically where your curls are like i guess really tight and they form into a tight curl but like if you were to pull it it would stretch out yeah. and become really long and <laughs> that's what you have to not a problem but it can be annoying because your hair's not long yeah as it looks. yeah <laughs> so the thing with curly hair is that i could i could have hair when it's straight down to my back yeah but the healthier the curl the more springy it is so it will be tighter and shorter because it's so healthy Mm. um so it shrinkage is a sign of healthy curls but at the same time if you're trying to grow your hair out and you want it a bit longer it is very frustrating Mm. um and for reference again if you don't know what this type of hair looks like sky jackson has this hair i think it's for a Mm. So yeah, we, I've never experienced how to work with that kind of hair. So I think we've kind of had to take it into our own hands, especially for me, how to work with your hair. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like when 
as to uh, creators that want to go in the makeup industry, I feel like it's priority. Oh, definitely. I think also with the black, the recent Black Lives Matter movement, it's really opened people's eyes yeah. um, to the fact that we need to be more inclusive, not just in the fashion and beauty industry, but also in every aspect of society. Mm. But obviously in the beauty industry, I feel like it's compulsory that every makeup artist knows how to work with every single hair type. So, And I feel like that's the problem. I feel like in first year, I I had an experience working on any kind of curly hair besides my hair, Caucasian hair. Yeah. Um, And it was only until I think second year we kind of started to... I mean, that's when they brought the dolls out, right? Yeah. So So we, in second year, we obviously were taught more about afro hair and mm. braiding and i i really really enjoyed that yeah um and i think especially as someone that my hair has been such a journey like i was straight in it when i was younger because i hated it so much even throughout first year i believe i was still yeah straightening i remember it. i remember you should she would get like she'll straighten it and wear like straight extensions yeah remember? yeah i was wearing Gosh. straight extensions i i really just didn't know i think it was the problem was I didn't know how to take care of it. Yeah. So for me, it was just such a chore. My hair became a chore. Yeah. So I think it was the beginning of second year that I kind of decided to go more natural, not straighten my hair, try and keep it healthy. Um, and that's where I guess I learned to love it. Mm. Um, and I think also, Grace, you also helped me, like... Yeah, I mean, I love curly hair. I mean, it's easier to say for someone with straight hair, like, I feel like you always want the hair you don't have. Yeah. And I would just... Oh, Katie's hair is so beautiful, and uh, I found it so annoying that she wouldn't see it. Yeah. So I was always like, oh, you have to wear it out, or I love this bun that you do. Um, you never do it... Well, you do do it sometimes, but I always used to make you wear it on a night out, wouldn't I? The oh, pineapple. The, the, my hair in a pineapple oh, it was, was so like pretty. curly bits yeah. in my face, yeah. But yeah, it has taken you a while, and you're still learning, but... You've got to start somewhere, and I feel like now you're em- you're embracing it, and you've even got your own Instagram account where you're teaching other girls that perhaps still don't know how to manage their hair. Yeah. Um. Um. At Kells with K, I'll um put it in the description. Or- yeah. So on the page that you have, we've basically been well. We've only done one video so far. We're gonna start doing a bit more now that our uni work is kind of. You haven't got much going on right now but it's where i i mean our recent video is where i done katie's curly hair routine and that was an eye-opener for me because i didn't know like how many steps that, like you have to do to it's work with curly so... hair i mean for me it's just a bit of oil and dry and go <laughs> but with katie she had about six products you know there's some twisting method you got to do with a comb and then the dryer like it was really hard and i felt like if you go on set and you don't have those skills and you're working with a model with this beautiful hair and you're stuck, yeah. then you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, Obviously, styling Afro hair is, for me, it's quite expensive. Mm. To have good products that are sulfate-free, that are not, that have ha- that don't have harsh chemicals that are good for your hair, it, it is quite expensive, but it is such a good investment. So I would say if you're looking to get into the industry and obviously you want to build your kit for Afro hair, uh, the best product line I could probably suggest is Shea Moisture. Mm. It is, again, like I said, it's probably maybe like £10 per product. It's quite big bottles though. Yeah, it's quite big yeah. and like a little bit goes a long way. I know with Afro hair as well, it's very naturally dry. 
so I personally use quite a lot of products but yeah Shea Moisture very very good Mm -hmm. also I would also say the As I Am line they sell that in Superdrug all these all these brands I'm telling you they sell them in Superdrug um Maui Moisture as well they have some good products for curly hair just generally i feel like if you do your research then Mm. you'll find products that are good and obviously try and error usually the product should stay on the front sulfate free or paraben free if it says that then that's perfect but usually i will like go to the ingredients and look for any kind of weird chemicals um you also want to make sure that your product has water and water is one of the first five ingredients water is basically the most important thing so and also i think be careful when you're using oils also on uh, curly hair because oil kind of locks in dryness mm. so we discovered this with coconut oil didn't yeah we? yeah we did so i was using coconut oil on my hair for so long and i heard so many people rave about it and i just hated it because i was like it just makes my hair dry like it's not doing anything and that's because i was putting it on my dry hair so the coconut oil essentially was locking in the dryness in my hair and then when i would put products over the top the products aren't doing anything because the the oil is created like a barrier mm. So I'd say if you're going to use oil on curly hair, make sure you either... Sometimes I'll even just put water on my hair because obviously water is, like, the most natural moisturiser. So water and then oil or, like, water, then products, then oil. But in my personal experience and opinion, I feel like oil should always go last. So, yeah, that's the LCO method, which is leave-in, curling cream, and then oil. Mm -hmm. But some people use the LOC method which is like a different order but i personally would recommend the lco method another thing that you can research into is um low porosity and high porosity hair obviously it's quite a complicated concept because it took me ages to figure out if my hair was low porosity or high porosity but basically you do this by testing like a small um like a literally like a small hair strand in water yeah so if your hair floats then that means that it's low porosity but if it sinks then that means it's high porosity so obviously the difference between high porosity and low porosity hair is i believe with high porosity water can get into the hair shaft more easily so if your hair dries quite slowly like it takes ages to dry like mine does then it's more likely your water, your hair absorbs water more easily. But if you have low porosity, then the water will kind of like sit on top of your hair and it's harder for it to penetrate the hair shaft. Um, and you can research as well. There's different hair products that work better with low porosity and high porosity hair. My hair used to be low porosity, but then when I bleached it, um, it became high porosity. So that's also something you can look into. Obviously, like we understand that it's kind of, it's a, there's a lot to learn yeah there is a lot to learn and i'm as a white person i'm still learning like i'm still learning there's a lot to learn yeah i Um, think our course has been really good for it though that they have shown us different aspects of afro hair Mm. of course everything can always be bettered and Mm. i feel like every single makeup and hair course should include that it shouldn't be an extra course no. or an extra amount of money to learn about afro hair it should just be yeah, in the curriculum in the curriculum yeah it's not okay that 
as a like obviously creative that you have to pay more to have a variety of of skills whether Mm. that's with skin color or hair texture i think it should literally just all be in with everything else yeah so i mean overall the things that we suggest is just researching into different hair types as we said at start and i think just research a bit more into different curl patterns different um products you think that would work well asking your peers who perhaps perhaps have curly hair and see what they suggest and then eventually just building up your kit um you can start small but you know try and build your kit a bit more even try and buy products from businesses yeah i think it's so important as well to like get rid of the stigma with afro hair that it's often been seen as unmanageable and Mm. untidy unprofessional obviously there's been past discrimination within schools and workplaces with different black hairstyles that have been deemed as unkempt or unprofessional but i feel like there's been some progress made recently with the halo code um which is just a pledge which um different businesses and schools have signed to uh, promise members of the black community that they will not be discriminated for any hairstyles that they choose to wear Mm. it's quite difficult to find a good salon that knows how to do your hair especially me being in Southampton in London where I'm from there's different salons that are specifically for curly coily kinky hair um where they style it dye it they literally do everything but I remember like I'm now blonde and I was struggling to find a place that I don't know I kind of trusted um I didn't want to ruin my curl pattern I didn't want to like obviously fry my hair off so I did go to one salon in Southampton and the lady was very lovely like she offered me Olaplex to like obviously build the bonds in my hair as I'm bleaching it but when it came to the styling of my hair afterwards she kind of left it down to me and she didn't really like I was kind of like instructing her how to like diffuse my hair how to dry it she did actually offer me a like blow dry and straighten as a finish but I feel like obviously with curly hair the fact that it's so dry naturally that after bleaching that would just literally make it even worse Mm. so I do think that is a really big issue and I feel like there's this constant running theme of people with afro hair having to pay more to maintain their hair to keep it healthy to have it styled and I feel like that is one issue that seriously needs to be addressed within the beauty community. Yeah, I agree. I could probably sit here and talk to you for, like, ages about technical things, about hair, but I think the main message that we are trying to convey today is that you just need to educate yourself, I think. Um, there's literally, at this point, I felt there's no excuse. Mm. Um, even Grace, like, even though I know... Uh, I'm your best friend. Of course, you know these things because I know these things. Yeah. But you've done your own research. You've even told me some things about type 4 hair, type 3 hair that I didn't even know. So it's down to us as creatives, makeup artists, hairstylists, or and even just people, like, not even in our industry, just to educate yourself about... Um, yeah, because I feel, I feel like it's like sometimes you could make a comment to someone with 
curly hair and mm. it could come across a bit ignorant ignorant yeah yeah and i think if you if you have that education then you'll know what to say and what not to say and that goes with a lot of things in yeah. life not just this but <laughs> yeah also i think a good way to learn a good way i learned is youtube i literally know everything i know about my own hair because of youtube so i think literally type in wash and go routine type in top products for curly hair of 2020 or 2021 there'll be literally hundreds of videos that you can watch and hundreds of products that you can buy and yeah if you don't have anyone that you can obviously practice on get to know their hair then i know that that sally's they sell um doll heads with Mm -hmm. afro hair so you can buy one of those try that out get good i know it's not the same thing as working on a person but obviously covid guidelines right now that's probably your best bet to learn so i just feel like the main thing we're just trying to convey to you all is just you know i just think do your research find out what works best for different hair textures start building your kit a bit you know it's so important you know you're not going to be working on straight hair the same hair as you forever and i just feel like it's a bit of a necessity yeah and i think as a mixed woman as a black woman love your hair yeah it's so 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 important to love your hair because it's part of you it's your culture it's your heritage and I think it it comes with loving yourself it comes with loving yourself and I feel like it radiates confidence if you are confident in yourself Mm, I agree even if you don't necessarily love your hair right now it's it's a journey and it's a process and I think as the world is changing around us it's important that we change in ourselves too and we learn to love and embrace everything about us Mm mm-hmm so we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, we felt like this is something that's important and needed to be said, especially um, with alignment with the Black Lives Matter last year. We really hope you've taken something away from today's episode and please let us know if this is something that you would like to hear more of. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.